you going to put everything that they said? Not everything. Don't worry. I'll do a tasteful cut. I'll be creative about it. It will be a surprise for you. <laughs> I don't even watch them, so I don't know what I'm complaining about. <laughs> well, <that> was... <laughs> I'm already in it. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I don't need to... Exactly. So, as we were saying before the uh, hysteria that just entered the room, we've just finished watching Dune. Not Dune, I'm thinking about Dune. Dune. That's the film he's making. <laughs> he's making Dune now. No, just Arrival. watching Arrival. And By Denis Villeneuve. It's a film about... Aliens, 12 monolithic spaceships that settle around the globe. And it is the story of each country coming to each country's way of dealing with that situation. Yeah. You through their different uh, faculties, i.e. the government and the military and um, the scientists and the different groups that are involved in... Uh, communicating with otherworldly intelligences. Yeah. Which is obviously... Here comes Joseph Vosser yet again. <laughs> Round two. How far in are you? like the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better have been here, mate. Okay, I'll do you an intro. Uh, good evening. It's uh, Saturday the 13th of February 2021. Uh, it's going to be a little talk about Arrival um, by Jack Holland and Martin Duverge. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for Mr. that. Mr. Voss. Appreciate it. Photographer extraordinaire. <laughs> Third so, time lucky here. <laughs> <laughs> Back to arrival. Are we talking about this film today? Uh, who knows? Maybe tomorrow. What did you think of that, Martin? I enjoyed it. It seems like you have a different no, opinion. No, 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 I don't want to hear about that. Well, what did you think? What was? Why did you like that film? It's um, <laughs> something I would love to happen. I mean, I can I can completely uh, empathise with that position. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the the concept of the film excites me certainly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I like it. It's, but that's not the film. That's just the concept of the film. Well, what about how it played out and what the end result was? You know, what the 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 meaning of the alien presence? You know, that's what these films are all about. Why are they here? Big deal, they're here. But it says in the film, because you know what? They will need humanity's help in 3,000 years. So that giving them the gift, which is the weapon. To understand that time is not a linear thing. That's right. So my thoughts on this film would come from... This film is like an answer to a long lineage of films like this manner. We've seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm -hmm. and I would say this film has references to that we've seen 2001 a space odyssey i would say this film has references to that in it um we've not seen contact have we no contact is a film with matthew mcconaughey they're quite similar to this about alien presence and we'll probably watch it at some point but long story short um the kind of 
big reveal is that the alien appears to the main character in the form of her dead father. Right, okay. Yeah, and it doesn't show itself in any sort of physical manner. Close Encounters, I don't know if you recall at the ending, you do see the aliens, but they're like... Shadowed. Yeah. They're, they're small beings, but you don't really get to learn much about their world, their reason for being there. That's, it's, all, it's all kind of uh, unexplained. And then you've got Independence Day, which we did watch together, didn't we? Um, just not for the podcast. Yeah, no we podcast, watched it, yeah. Watched it, yeah. Um, which obviously deals with a lot of similar themes that are in this film of you see all the different groups and how you've got the people that think that, you know, it's a peaceful presence. You've got the military being like, it's a threat and taking it from that angle. Um, and yes, there was that, but I was completely shocked when Will Smith, the first thing Will, said, Will Smith said to one of the aliens in that film was, Welcome to America, bitch. <laughs> and then punched it in the face. Standard Will Smith. That was incredible. Um, but this film is like the next step in that lineage of alien films, in my opinion, because it takes it one step further. Like, you... My my guess before this film was that they were not going to show the aliens. I got the vibe that it was going to be... Or Interstellar. That would also be another film that I'd like connect this film to. Yeah, Interstellar was my film I kind of... Yeah. yeah, again. Again. I was going to yeah, I was gonna say, mention that. Um, because this film takes it a step further and adds the consciousness card into play, you know, the... Well, adds the alien. No, well, it, you get to... I would still say the alien was ambiguous in this film. Why? Unspecific. Where did it come from? What is it? Where was its face? How do they talk? Where do they live? What? That was like, the face because they were like ten, like. Or was squids. that just a form that they could appear? Like unspecific, unspecific man. How would it be specific? I want to go to to where they come from. What? I want to see where they come from. What's their way of being? What's their society like? Why are they living in the manner that they're living in? That's what they're doing to us. True, but that's maybe may, maybe it's just a projection. It, that's what I mean. It's ambiguous. What even is going on? Like, why with all the, the smoke, the big screen and the smoke that no one can... A lot of unanswered questions, you know. Maybe that... The place that they were in was, I don't know, for like their own atmosphere. It seemed like something similar to that. Um, but then obviously, Amy Adams' character goes in there at one point. And maybe they have like a little pod so then she can. And this is all there. just conjecture, you know, this is stuff I want to be answered by the universe of the film mm -hmm. sort of thing these films films like this are always going to disappoint me because I expect like so much mm -hmm. sort of thing like 2001 there were, it, this film was shot incredibly Mm -hmm. It looked wonderful. Um, the first time they entered the room with the big glass screen was like so Kubrickian. It was mad. <laughs> the angles of it and how like they, the people looked so small. The, the the scale of it, it was great. There was some like real, 
real good cinematography moments in the film. Um, but in 2001, I don't know, people are still asking questions about that film. Why? All questions. Um, that, you know, questions about the nature of reality and... That film was made in the 1960s and managed to accurately show a human lying in bed with a big black screen at the end of it um, and put them in the room that the character ends up in. You know, we've covered this in one of our previous podcasts, but the room that the character ends up in in the end of the film after going past Jupiter and Saturn drifting into deep space, he confronts like a godlike character and then he's placed in some human-like zoo. Where it's like a white room where everything's facilitated and given to him. And there's a big black monolith at the end of the bed which represents like technology or the other, which is harrowingly scary and similar to like the... Uh, you know what's the word alien presence that exists in our modern world which is technology and we all lie there in bed with some sort of screen <laughs> and that's like where most you so you know that's where a film takes a concept that could be as simple as little green men with ray guns in a disc and takes it to somewhere where we still quite don't understand the true nature of like that film whereas I don't know a film like Independence Day leaves very little in that regard if you know what I mean like it's quite it's a closed book Independence Day <laughs> in what way? in the sense that the aliens in that film are there to Invade Earth. Yeah. There's no their motive. This the whole of Arrival concerned why the aliens were there. Independence Day. It's just assumed they're there to fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which so yeah. When we're dealing with like alien films, it's all about the the reasoning of why the what the intelligence wants and why it's there. And because we don't actually know that as a human race, like if there is a real ongoing alien presence, we can't really make films about it that are gonna like, in my opinion, hit home unless they're either using the cutting edge information about life in the galaxy that actually exists, which I'm sure this film like does. I'm, I don't hate this film. I get frustrated by films like this. <laughs> um, yeah, the, unless they've like they're using like the cutting edge information from the government or scientists and stuff like that, then they're having to rely on some sort of human story that's already been told. It's really difficult to come up with a story that's not been told, and that's what a, an alien presence, by definition, is alien, not of this world. A story yeah. we've not heard yet. That's why it's, for it to happen, that's why it's hard to make a good alien film. <laughs> I can't wait for it to happen though. Um, I mean, I would, it would, but it all depends how it's going to go down. Because do you we think really it's going to go down bad or good? Because like, it's hard to judge. Obviously, it's hard for me or you to judge how it's going to turn out. But I'm optimistic that it's going to be a well-rounded experience. Well, I think these films like Interstellar and Arrival that 
add consciousness into the mix. So like Interstellar and Arrival both deal with themes such as time not being linear as mm. humans understand it and memories and dreams and this thing also we've not watched this film but there's a film called Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind with Jim Carrey and it kind of has a thing a bit like that going on to do with time and memories and whatnot and as far as I'm aware if we're gonna understand something alien then we're gonna have to understand ourselves first and I don't think that we quite do yet like as a whole so instead of focusing outwards I think if we want to meet our space friends we have to all become friends first I believe that's kind of like a I don't think we can handle it until we all get along and that again is something that Arrival spends most of its time dealing with is yeah. how each independent which I thought was good that was like a I feel like that's what would happen eh? somebody's gonna make a stupid decision as to like oh okay they, they haven't said they're not trying to like help us understand their language so we're just gonna nuke them see what happens that's just like the classic like I know what we're what? watching get a grip I know I know what we'll probably watch next thinking about it which um, but yeah that, it's always interesting seeing the um, different arms of humanity's society deal with this issue in cinema like mm -hmm. The military, you've, which always take the cocksure, we need to work out if it's a threat and kill it mm -hmm. and neutralize it if it is. Um, then you've got like the scientists that will want to understand it from a biological perspective and probably believe that it's benevolent, you know, here to help sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you've got people in the public sector that fall under those two camps of so the hippies and the, the gun people and you've got the president and the government that have to navigate through all those two camps and it would be a lot of that I think and just describing that there was an absolute nightmare and it would be more of a nightmare you know yeah to see it happen because you know it would make countries that don't really talk have to talk and it would it would it would unite us at a point where like we don't want to be united do you know what I mean uh, well uh I actually have a song that says we cannot be united Martin if we are not all if we are down here all fighting yeah exactly it's simple like 56 Olin Spotify check it out but <laughs> at the point stands it sounds silly but we can't why would anybody want to hang out with the kids that can't get along you know it's as simple as that you want to be likeable and I don't think us as a planet are particularly likeable no if you look at the past hundred well I'm just going to say if you look at history <laughs> yeah, yeah just the past two thousand years bro no even that it's like all of it years. it's all of it man I, I tried to find a point where I was like yeah that showcases obviously there's points where we look alright as a race sports events art uh, architecture but mostly we've really driven ourselves into a cesspit of what? of war 
not to go backwards to the previous episode with what we witnessed in kids, but it, it's behaving, it's war. This is getting crazy deep. War and pain have generated a society that hates itself. And because of that, we cannot play with our space friends. So you think they can see us? Oh. But they're not. They're not interacting with us because we're not. Uh, well, if we're going to hypothesize on the real situation, then it seems to be the case. You know. Yeah. In one way or another, and that is something. It's a very dodgy tightrope to walk down because you don't want to become a reptile, reptilian guy, or a Bigfoot guy, or an angel guy, or any number of spiritual woo-woo labels that you could and pitfalls that you can fall into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if there is like another intelligence that is more intelligent than us then it's gonna be playing the vantage point to think that we are the higher intelligence is ludicrous (laughs) it is quite crazy I've seen like people that say that we're, we're the only race in this universe I mean I grew up kind of surrounded in that and not feeling strongly I mean I've just had an an assumption it's always been assumed to me that there's a lot going on out there and there's forces beyond comprehension and that science is not the high watermark for what exists it's the high watermark for what we know exists 100% I, I, I love science but like it's not religion you know Mm -hmm. you can quote that it's always sunny episode but science is wrong sometimes (laughs) is it wrong sometimes yes Galileo (laughs) world flat he was the best scientist in the world world isn't flat made science a bitch (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice, deep drink of water you just took there. I was thirsty. On the hydration tip. That's right. Always keep hydrated, kids. Stay fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. 17 cups of water every day. That seems excessive. (laughs) (laughs) Is your bladder okay? It's only eight. Eight cups of water a day. Isn't it like three liters, two point five to three liters? Yeah, something like that. Which is eight full cups of water, I guess. So, um, stay hydrated, guys. Why did you uh, feel the need to mention my hydration? You looked like you were topping up a vital life source that you need to carry on with this podcast. Yes. So. Did you feel the need to mention it? 
it was just like a, it's like when you're on a, a date with someone and you just it's like a talking point you know trying to break the ice uh, something like that haven't we been talking for 20 minutes <laughs> I mean, breaking the ice is gone <laughs> small, small talk small talk yeah is that what you meant this okay. is small talk what we're having right now mhm it's not big talk at all. We should <laughs> probably small. make it a bit bigger. Right. Back to the movie. Yeah. In closing... You, well, go on. With the whole... So, the main character, mm. uh, Louise, seems to now be able to see the future but she couldn't perceive it before because she didn't know what it was the gift she gained was awareness yes awareness right well did you think that what happened to her could what would you have done in the situation of what happened to her as we saw in the memories that she was having future memories well I don't know about you, Martin, but I find myself <laughs> remembering moments in dreams that aren't that peculiar, that could be real life, and questioning, you know, confusing it with a real memory. Mm-hmm. I do that quite a bit anyway. You know, remember things, and then you're like, did that actually happen, though? Yeah. Or was that a dream? Which right. some people would say is having a loose grip on reality. But I believe, you know, I'm, I kind of subscribe to the idea that the basic premise of what was said in Arrival is true, that time is not linear, and we've just got a deep cognitive function that makes us perceive time to be the way that it is in a linear f- mostly because we die and there's fucking clocks every day where that is like the, the brainwashing process like yeah. the sun goes up and down and we've started to measure that and then we die so there's a purpose of measuring things so because there's a purpose and there's apparatus to measure the precedent stays constantly you constantly I was thinking watching this actually the best way to watch a film is to not know how long it is. 100%. Because if you know how long a film it is, you can be like, oh, I'll be done by six and then I'll be having dinner. You know, you can like yeah. do that. But if you don't know how long it is, you don't know when the show's going to end. You're like strapped in. You know what I mean? It, it can end at any minute. And sometimes a film ending can be like its big moment where you understand what the film was all about sort of thing but I always seem to see like I can always see where the uh, climax is gonna like sort of end well you can kind of tell and that's like an exciting if a film's done its job correctly in my eyes that moment where you kind of realise that something's got to happen and it's ending that's a real exciting moment where of tension if it's a bad film, the film just ends and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Or you know what's going to happen long before it ends, basically. Yeah. But with Arrival, I thought it was really well paced and the ending did have that sort of impactful. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what did you think of the situation? 
Well, so if you perceive that in a so, different way, would you think that that didn't happen to her? It must have, because so it's, no, no, no. I think the the premise is is that you have the ability to perceive future and past memories, and it's your choice. Which it, it's like choosing the timeline that you end up in because of your possible perception of the future and past. The awareness of what could possibly happen allows you to make choices to steer that. Yeah. Basically. So what she did, obviously what she's got, because she can see the future, it's more like she would, help, she would change it. But her, she couldn't change what's going to happen in any way... Like, could she change it? Because she's, she said it was an uncurable disease. I don't know about the daughter dying. I'm, uh, <laughs> I just assumed the shot. The film ended with a shot of a happy, a picture of a happy family. The little girl was in the painting, so I assume. Yeah, that, but that that's not when she died. She died way older. Older than that, yeah. Yeah, way older. So it could have still happened, but. I felt like that would be a bleak ending to the film. Yeah, that's why probably they didn't show it. I don't know, I feel like there's got to be some subtext there that we've missed. I don't think so. So you just think she dies, and that's the end of the film? Well, that's not the end of the film, the end of the film the, well, So you think the end of the film is you're left with the taste in the mouth knowing that she's going to die? Yeah. I need to check this because I don't think that's correct. That's why we've got the internet. She does say, oh, if you could see your life before your eyes, would you change the outcome? No, I mean, apparently, the ending is that he's going to leave. Yeah. And she's going to die. That's very bleak. I mean, you could argue, I mean, the, I mean, the argument would be, that's real. It'd be like kids. Yeah, but what I mean is, if you can see the future, mm -hmm. and you know what the, the, you know what the disease is, would you as a parent, knowing that you're going to do that, put work into curing or even getting to a point of the disease where it doesn't kill you just but you have to take a I mean you'd have to spend your whole life geared towards that wouldn't that's you what, that's what I mean like as a parent would you do that or would it be like I think you'd have to left it? even if you weren't like inclined to like like that wasn't your, your thing. Well, how wouldn't you if you were just knowing that in the future all the time? You wake up every morning eating your cereal, knowing your daughter was going to die. Like that's that's not that, that's insanity. Yeah, that yeah. is absolute insanity to not do anything about it. That's that's madness. Mm -hmm. That's being that's called being plagued by demons on a daily basis. But then you think about dreams and like you know, time is an odd thing. Perception. I hate having dreams that are like normal. 
because it's like, oh God, what is this? This is like way too normal. Like, I, at least if there's like a dragon and like, I don't know, a palm tree with legs or something, I can tell that this is a dream. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm just like walking through a supermarket, I'm like, this could just be a memory. Like, this could just be something that, you know what I mean, happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's an odd one to think about. Sometimes that happens to me. Well, I wake up and I'm like, am I still in the dream? That's an odd one when you're in that weird state in between the dream and your actual, because stuff merges. Like you'll get the sound from reality and like the v image of the dream, <laughs> you know, like an alarm or someone saying your name from reality is coming in, mm -hmm. but you're still like seeing the dream. And sometimes, I don't know if you ever had it where the dream's like affected by the sounds that are happening from reality. So like, the dream ends abruptly because of that, and yeah. it's very odd how it all ties in. I've had a few then, but I'm pretty sure that an off-world intelligence would dabble with consciousness and would communicate in a manner that harnessed consciousness and. I think that's what one can do to move closer to another intelligence if one wanted to do so, is to get a better knowledge of oneself and start organizing one's uh, mental space, you know, because if that is the world that they traverse, what, you know, the imagination and the dreams and, and all of that, then I think collectively our rooms are quite untidy as a species you know if, yeah. our, if our heads are spaces for these intelligences to speak to us we should probably clean cleaner tidy our rooms up before we let guests in it's hard to make such a change especially for like a whole race but if we start like now maybe well, I'm an optimistic man, Martin. You know, I believe that, especially with uh, the past 12 to 16 months and what's been happening, a mass humbling. We've seen some outlandish stuff. I can attest to that. You know, there's, there's been some volatile images in the media, but mm -hmm. overall, on a small town level, I, I do think people are quite humbled right now if not probably frustrated when the lockdown lockdowns first began probably moved into a space now of being a little bit more scared about when this is going to end mm -hmm. and which is making people kind of uh, probably, probably frustrated but then at the same time yeah simmer down about living in the manner that the the kids in kids did you know mm -hmm. and moving towards a place of stability and mental clarity <laughs> that's what I think the aliens are really going to care about or maybe we're all just advanced apes on a dry rock and we're the only intelligence out there for miles and all religion means nothing. Wow. Who knows, eh? And on that note, we've just finished washing. Arrival.
Thank you very much. I highly recommend you go watch Arrival. Thank you. Please. For listening, as always. And until next time. Peace out. No, check out The Mystery School on Reddit and check Oland out on Spotify, uh, MIP LCD on Instagram, and that'll take you to all the places that you need to be on the interweb. Thank you for listening. Now, goodbye.